The Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference presents Financial Aid 101. How to afford college and achieve your dreams. Session three, a professional development seminar. Featuring founder of Preparing for College 101, Renita Rich Bren. Paying for college is one of the biggest hurdles students face when preparing for college. In this seminar, high school students are given valuable information regarding how to search for scholarships, completing the FAFSA, the difference between scholarships and grants, and other pieces of vital information. Without further ado, the Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference presents Financial Aid 101. How to afford college and achieve your dreams. Session three, featuring Renita Rich Brin. Okay, good afternoon. Good. All right. So I know it's 12 and you've attended several workshops. So hopefully we're going to make this as interactive and as engaging as impossible. I know you don't want to just sit and hear people talk to you. And I like to move around. So I'm going to ask you to move around a little bit as well. We only have limited space. So everyone's not going to get an opportunity to get up, but as many people as possible. And I think I gave out all of my pens. So if you have a pen, take it out because the ones that were located in the room, I forgot to retrieve them from my students on their way out. So if you have a pen, take it out. So I'm gonna um, ask that everyone make sure you're sit sitting in a row. So if you're sitting by yourself, if you can join someone, if you're a pre-college student, all right, so the first thing I want to do is introduce myself. My name is Renita Rich Bryn. I am originally from Florida. I've been in Hampton, Virginia, Newport News, Virginia for the last 14 years. I have been uh, speaking to adults and students about how to leave college debt free for the last two and a half years. And the reason why I started it is because when my daughter graduated from high school in 2017, she was awarded $1.5 million in scholarships. And so most people were like, how did you do it? I assumed everyone was doing it. I knew that I wanted her to go to college. She knew that she wanted to go to college. However, I knew financially I did not have a 529. I did not have a savings account. I did not have a checking account where I could write a check for hundred and something thousand dollars to pay for her tuition. So I knew in order for her to go to school, we were going to have to be on this scholarship search. And we were on the search. We spent about nine hours per week, her senior year of high school, to begin the search and the process of applying for scholarships. So when I say 1.5 million, it didn't come easy. It was a lot of work. And so today I'm gonna to talk to you to help you prepare so that you can be in position next, to apply Renita for Rich scholarships and hopefully leave college debt free. Ahead of time. So the By first thing the I'm gonna have you do, because everyone should be in a row, if left to the last minute. is I want you to think about these four questions with your group, and I'm gonna give you 60 seconds. The first Complete question the is that I want you to think about is how do you plan on paying for college? college? As of right now, so how do you plan on paying for college? Number two, 
What? Are, hold on one second. I'll tell you when to go. Number two, what are some extracurricular activities that you are currently involved in that you would like to stay involved in while in college? Otherwise, number three, what college or university would you like to attend? We all have our dream school, or we all have schools that we're thinking about. So, what college or university would you like to attend? And number four, what is your intended major or minor? So, one person in your row should have a pen. That person who has the pen is going to be the recorder. That means your job will be to go to the board to fill out the information when you are called upon. So at this time with your group, you will have 60 seconds, which is equivalent to one, good job, to answer those four questions. You may begin. All right, so at this time, as I stated before, the person who has the pen is the recorder. So one person in this group, go ahead and complete where it says ways to pay for college. This group, go ahead and complete where it says extracurricular activities. This group, go to where it says colleges and universities. This group, if you will go to intended major and minor. Okay, right here, you're going to go to ways to pay for uh, intended major and minor. This group, ways to pay for college. This group, extracurricular activities. Ways to pay for college and colleges and universities right here. Okay, we're going to have about 60 seconds to complete that. Please make sure a representative from your group is up and moving, please. For time's sake and also for um, the lack of space, I just only assign one um, question per group. But we will all have an opportunity to share out and to discuss. All righty, give me five, please. One of the things that I like for us to be able to do, because I do like for it to be interactive, is that when someone is speaking or talking, we're going to give that person a respect by being quiet and listening. So we're going to make sure that we are respectful. And it is interactive. So if you have a question, if you'll just raise your hand or throw it up, I will give you the mic so that you can ask that question, okay? All right, so that is uh, time. So in that group, we have someone to record. So in that same group, we're going to need a speaker. So in, in group one, I'm going to need someone in group one to tell us the ways that you intend at this time to pay for college. One person per group. So be ready because the microphone is coming around to you. Um, my name is Mariama, and I intend to get scholarships or have a work study. Okay, thank you. Scholarships or work study. Okay, who can tell me what are scholarships? Uh, so what you need for college, uh, no, scholarship is uh, money that schools give to you and other outside programs that give to you to go to college. Okay, what piece is he missing about scholarships? One very important piece. Say, somebody say it right here. Free money. Absolutely correct. It is free money. Free money. So when you leave this workshop today, I want to try to change your vocabulary just a little bit because we get in the habit of saying loans. Sometimes that's the first word that we talk about when we say, how are you going to pay for college? Loans, a job. Okay, job working is great. I believe it, it builds character. 
However, let's try to refrain from saying loans as the first option. If you have a loan or have to take out one, that's fine, but do not allow that to be your first or your only option. Because when you have a loan, that means that's money that you have to do what? Pay back. So at 19, 18, 20, 21 years old, we have students who are already in $200,000 worth of debt. Some students already in $100,000 worth of debt. And they've only completed four years of school. And then for those individuals, when we start talking about intended majors who, got, who wants to do medicine and all of those other things, tack on more money to that. So we want to hear the word scholarships, which is free money. I'm going to see if I hear someone else say the other uh, key word as we move along. All right, so this group right here, uh, colleges and universities. Uh, my name is Christopher Donalds, and the college and universities we're interested in is Columbia, UMD, uh, North Carolina A&T, Carnegie Mellon, Oxford, and, and MIT. Okay. All right, thank you. I heard one HBCU out of all of those. What's an HBCU? Thank you so very much. Historically Black College and University. Thank you. All right, this group right here, um, intended major and minor. Who's the spokesperson? My name is Bryce. So our intended majors and minors are aerospace engineering, mechanical engineering, and biomedical, and biomedical engineering. This is, this is the uh, engineering crew, this whole row, biomedical, aerospace. What else did I hear? Mechanical. All right, and what schools were y'all looking at? Howard, MIT, Hampton. All right, I want one of y'all to think about Tuskegee. Y'all heard of Tuskegee? Write it down. All right, so Tuskegee University is in Tuskegee, Alabama. It's actually 30 minutes from the school where I graduated. I graduated from Alabama State University in Montgomery, Alabama. My daughter is currently a junior at Tuskegee University. So when you say aerospace engineering, I know they have a wonderful program. So that's why I said Tuskegee, okay? All right, so we're moving right along. Right here, uh, extracurricular activities. Hello, my name is Samantha. Um, extracurriculars, STEM programs, sports. Oh, sports, basketball, lacrosse, soccer, cheer. Thank you. And the reason why I had extracurricular activities up there, because a lot of you are athletes and you know that you can get an athletic scholarship, right? So extracurricular activities also can help you and also help pay for your college. You may be in the band. You can get a band scholarship. You may be in the choir. You can get a choir scholarship. A lot of times when we think of scholarships, we only base it off of academics. That's not necessarily true. Now, I will say you hear more about academic scholarships and probably can receive more money through academic scholarships, but that is not your only option. All right? Okay, so we're moving right along. So right here, intended, no, going back, ways to pay for college. Oh, oh excuse me, go ahead. Um, our intended majors are business admin. We got biology, anatomy, computer science. Information technology. Okay. All right. Information technology, biology. So I heard some of the sciences in there. Okay. Um, what did y'all do? Ways to pay for college. All right. Let's go. Who's the spokesperson? 
My name is Tyree. Okay. Uh, ways to pay for college is scholarships, um, loans, and... I heard the word loans again. I heard the word scholarships. I'm trying to see if somebody's going to say that other key word that's free money. I'm going to keep moving along. Someone else knows it? What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Parents, they have to work for it. No, ma'am, that's not free. Is it grants? It is grants. <laughs> you got to you in the 12th grade to figure it out. Like, I'm broke. Even when I got money, I'm broke. And I got, and I'm not bad. I'm an engineer. See all them people out there? I, I've been in all their shoes before, and I'm probably a little bit higher than them. So, but I'm still broke. And you go, you stay like that. Like, I, I mean, I gotta be honest with you, I still got school loans and I'm supposed to take care of this one. So this is one of the most important places to be right here, to understand the financial situation, how you get scholarships. But no, not asking your parents to pay for it. Look, they already did their time. So you want to make sure that you can figure out how your parents ain't got to pay for it. And you know what? You know what fine, it's interactive. If you are in that position, and I will be honest with you and transparent, as I stated before, my daughter did was awarded $1.5 in scholarships. She didn't receive her car until January. So she went her whole freshman year without a car, her whole sophomore year without a car, and a semester without a car. So, I just got to the point where I could get her something, and it wasn't new. It was my old car that I drove to her. So, I don't want you to, everybody's situation is different, so know where you are, and that's why we're having this conversation. If you get a scholarship, a lot of times that does free up money from your parents to take the stress off. But also, knowing where you stand financially is gonna prepare you so that you can be in position to receive the scholarships. And someone finally said the word, the grants that you need in order to go to college debt free. Loans are available, but loans mean that you have to pay it what? Pay it back. We want something that you do not have to pay back. All right? So we're gonna move right along. This group right here, who's the spokesperson? All right, if you'll stand, please tell us your name. My name is Velma. We did ways to pay for college, and we got um, scholarships, loans, and savings. Good job. Scholarships, loans, and savings. How many of you ever heard of a 529? Write that number down, 529. Ask your parents about it when you go home. Again, being transparent, I did not have a 529. I did not have a checking account that I could go and write a check and pay for her education for four years at Tuskegee. Tuskegee is private. And we're going to talk more about colleges and the cost of schools in just a second. All right, last group, spokesperson. For uh, colleges and universities, we got UMD, SLU, UMC, North Carolina, uh, UMD, UMB, UMCA, US, UCLA, and MIT. All right, so he gave us a whole list of schools. Did I hear uh, an HBCU out of any of those? North Carolina what? Thank you. So you're absolutely correct because there are several schools that begin with North Carolina. So make sure that you're very specific when you say that. How are y'all today? 
All right, so we're going to talk about financial aid. As he stated, I'm going to try to make this as fun and interactive. I'm not going to go through all slides because sometimes it becomes boring. I'm going to give you key information that you need, and we're going to discuss it, and we're going to move forward. So the first thing I want you to know, in order to apply for financial aid, whether you're going to get a scholarship, whether you're getting a grant, whether you're getting a loan, you must complete a FAFSA. Everybody say FAFSA. Thank you. FAFSA stands for Federal Application for Federal Student Aid. That determines your need and how much money and what money you will be eligible for. Everybody does not qualify for loans. Everybody doesn't qualify for a grant. It is need-based. Now, you have also what's called the CSS profile. That is very important. All schools do not require that. That's pretty much the same as the FAFSA. It's also used to determine how much money you need. So more of your schools like William & Mary, um, those schools, UVA, will require your CSS. Yes, sir? It is. So it's been out, to my knowledge, at least since 2017, because that's when my daughter graduated from high school. So that's when I became knowledgeable about CSS in that process. It may have been out before then, but I know since 2017. All right. So also, be sure to check with each individual school's website to find out what forms are required and when they must be filed. So if you know that you're going to attend North Carolina A&T, you need to know when does North Carolina A&T need my FAFSA. And just because you fill out your FAFSA does not automatically guarantee you the money. A lot of times they're going to send a form that's called a verification. I just received one last week for Zora. That means that they need to verify the information that I've turned in to make sure it's accurate. They just usually just ask for a copy of your, your tax return. Even though you've already filed it and submitted it, sometimes they still ask for a copy just to verify. Okay? That information comes from your parents. So you need your parents. At your school, you should have something that's called Super FAFSA Night. How many have ever heard of that? All right, good. At your school, you have Super FAFSA Night. So if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about the FAFSA, your school council will be there to assist you and to help you. And it is all free of charge. So you should not have to pay out your pocket to have someone help you through that application process. Also, do not wait until the last minute. If you are a senior, raise your hand. So we have oh, one senior. All right, so if you are a junior, raise your hand. So if you are a junior, I need you to write down this date. October 1st. That is the first day that FAFSA can be completed. So if you are a junior, that means October 2020, you will be a senior and you need to apply. The early bird gets all of the what? Worms. If you wait till the last minute, the only things that are probably going to be left over for you are loans. When you apply early, that will increase your likelihood of getting a grant, which is free what? Money. Free money always go first. Just like when we go somewhere and they say the food is free, what we do? We sign up, right? Because they said free what? Food, right? It's, it's an incentive. That's, that's what we want to do. So just like free money. So they're going to sign up by October the 1st to get the free what? Money. 
But if you wait until January, February, March, and I had someone wait all the way until August, do you think anything was left? Nothing but what? Loans. So make sure you fill that out. Okay, this is the website that you would use. There is another website that looks very similar. Make sure you have the correct one. It should say federal student aid. Completing the FAFSA is the first step in securing federal aid for college, career school, or graduate school. So even if you're not going straight off to a university, you choose to go to a career school, you can also file for financial aid. If you want to take a trade. But that is very important. You must have that. Otherwise, the scholarships, the loans, the grants will not be available to you. Even if you have a 4.0, even if you have a 1400 on your SAT and you have not completed that, the scholarship is null and void. Even if they offer you one, they can't give it to you unless you complete that. Are there any questions about the uh, federal student aid? Okay, so we're going to move right on. What I do want to talk to you about with the CSS, this is a profile. It's created by College Board. How many of you have ever heard of College Board? Thank you. All right, because I was going to get scared. College Board, everybody should have an account. If you don't have one, you need to make one. In order to take the SAT, you have to have a College Board account. In order to take the PSAT, you have to have a College Board account. They have numerous resources on a College Board account to help you navigate through the college application process. However, it allows students to complete one form and apply for non-federal financial aid, okay? Non-federal. Again, all schools do not require that, so make sure you check with your particular institution. So again, this is available on October the 1st. You can use your College Board account to complete your CSS profile. The federal student aid that has to be completed on that website, and you do need your parents' tax information. Must have it. You're listening to Financial Aid 101. How to afford college and achieve your dreams. Session three, a professional development seminar. Featuring Renita Rich Brin. Brought to you by the Global Catalyst for Change, the Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference, where we make the untapped potential possible. Be sure to check out our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. scholarships. This is why most of you came because you wanted to hear the keyword scholarships. Number one, thousands of scholarships exist. They have books at Barnes and Nobles. They have books you can order from Amazon. Big books. All kinds of scholarships, whatever you can imagine. The reason why a lot of us do not get scholarships is because we don't dedicate the time and the work and the effort to put into searching and finding them. In order for Zora to get that $1.5 million dollars I said it already, but I'm going to see how, uh, how well you were listening. How many hours did I put in a week? Did we? Nine hours a week. Yes, sir? After school. So she uh, went to school in Newport News, so she usually was home by 3. I didn't get off work until 4. 
I would literally sit at my desk from four to five and I would look and search and find them. And I want to say this to the adults and the parents that are in the room. A lot of times we tell our students, go find the money, go get the scholarship. Without direction and guidance, they do not know where to begin. They've never been on this journey or this process. So if you don't know students, it's okay. You're not supposed to know. You didn't wake up or come out your mother's womb knowing how to walk. Is that correct? No. Because if so, that means something is abnormal. So we start off crawling, right? Then you can stand, fall, stand, fall, stand. Then you begin to take a what? A step. Then you start what? Walking. College is a process. So I don't expect from you to leave college and be able to apply to school, know exactly what school to go to, get all your scholarships, and finish on your own. You need a support system and a network. Your support system does not necessarily have to be your mom and dad. It could be your aunt. It could be your school counselor. It could be a mentor. It could be someone who is knowledgeable and who has already experienced that process. But you have to be willing, number one, to ask for, thank you. Nobody's going to read your mind and they're not going to come and find you. Because this is your what? Goal. Not their goal. Okay? All right. Some colleges automatically consider all applicants for scholarships. So when you apply to college as an incoming freshman, an incoming freshman means that you've never been to college before. When you apply as an incoming freshman, you are automatically considered for scholarships based on your application. So when they review your application to determine, am I going to accept this student or not? They're also determining what scholarships you qualify for. There is not a certain, a separate application. Now, when you are applying for outside scholarships through the credit union, through your churches, through your banks, uh, through civic organizations, fraternities and sororities, and then at that point, you would have to actually turn the application. Why do you think students do not apply for scholarships? Why, why do you think they stop? Someone says, here's a $1,500 scholarship um, from this particular organization. Why do you think students do not apply for it? Lazy, procrastination, they don't know if they'll get it, so doubt. They feel like it's not enough. They feel like it's not enough. But how many of you know 500 times three gives you what? 1,500, so even if I get three scholarships at 500, I add all three, I'm at what? 1,500, because I can add. So even if it's a small amount, does it mean that I'm not going to apply? No, I'm going to apply because I'm going to add that to the next thing. But the number one factor, reason why most people don't apply, it is doubt and it is laziness. And the issue is they don't want to write an essay. And they're only asking for 250 words. That's one page type. And usually it's a general essay. Why do you want to go to college? How would a scholarship benefit you? What do you plan to do after school? Simple. So if you spend this summer, right, instead of hanging out at the beach, going to the mall every day, dedicate one day. It could be every Sunday afternoon. It could be every Monday afternoon. Dedicate one day that you're going to invest in yourself. To invest in yourself means what? 
take time for yourself. Pour into yourself. Investment is not always money. Invest in yourself and sit down and say, I'm going to spend every Sunday during the summer and I'm going to work on my college application. I'm going to dedicate today to work on an essay. So every time I see an a scholarship application and they ask for an essay, all I have to do, because I've already saved it on my computer, is pull it up and print it out and put it in the packet and send it off. Every now and then the prompts change, but usually, why do you want to go to college? What's your career plan? Why do you deserve this scholarship? And students refuse to write it. Your second best your second thing student second reason why students don't apply is because they don't know about them they're not hidden again i said you can go to barnes and nobles they have books they're online they're everywhere but what we don't do is we don't go to the school counselor and ask for them your school counselor is your best friend should be and you should know your school counselor's name and they should know your name and they should know your parents. I oftentimes encourage parents, make sure you go to open house and you go with your parents on your senior year. This is such and such, she's a senior. She's looking at applying too. You can name all schools that you're not even thinking about, but at least you're thinking about what? Let them know. So when those scholarships start coming across their desk, they can be like, oh yeah, I remember um, Zora. She stated she wanted to go to Tuskegee. Tuskegee alumni just sent us a scholarship. Let me call her and send her an email about this scholarship. They have what's called a listing of scholarships. In Newport News, we call it a scholarship bulletin. Your school may call it something else. In Hampton, they use something that's called Naviance. How many of you have ever heard of Naviance? Okay, and your Naviance, do they send scholarship information and career day information? Oh, open it up. Once they send that to Naviance, they're not gonna come and say, hey, I sent that scholarship last week, did you apply for it? Did you turn in that stuff? No one, nobody's gonna, they're gonna send it, whether you read it or not, and they're gonna keep moving. But that's on you to make that a priority. So make friends with your school counselor to find your scholarships. Other scholarships from colleges, universities, and private sources require special applications. We talked about that. That's why you want to need, excuse me, the essay for those particular applications. But when you are applying to an institution, when they review your application to determine if you are accepted or not, they automatically determine if you qualify for any of their institutional scholarships. Okay, how can you minimize debt? Save. Don't spend stuff on things that you don't need. So the majority of students use loans to help finance their college education. Don't borrow more, any more than you absolutely need. When I was in school, they didn't have a limit on it. You can borrow thousands. Now there is a limit. I want to say for unsubsidized, I want to say it's like 5,000. Subsidized, it's like 5,500. So it's only a certain amount that you can borrow. And the reason for that is because people in my generation or older borrow so much money that they did not pay back. 
So now it's limited funding. So now when it's time for y'all to go to school, they're putting on a cap on how much you need to borrow. So someone said that they were going to pay for college by loans. So I'm going to give a figure. Hampton University is about $45,000 a year. I received a max in loans, so I'm going to say it's $7,000. I'm sorry, $5,000. How much more money do I need? $40,000. So where are we getting the money from? Somebody said parents. So raise your hand if your mom and dad can go right now. You call them, and they can write you a check, get you a money order for $40,000. Okay, my hand is down too, because I, I don't have it. And the average person doesn't have it, and you shouldn't feel bad if your parents don't have it. But what you should do is listen and have that conversation with your parents. Tonight, mom, dad, aunt, brother, sister, cousin, how are we going to pay for my college? I have a desire to attend. And then you can have that conversation with your parents on how you're going to pay. And again, if loans is the option, what are you going to tell your parents? If they say loans, what are you going to tell them? No, but what, what, so what option are you going to give them? What alternative? You can't just say no without a backup plan. What, what are you going to offer? Okay, so he said ROTC. So ROTC what? Right, so ROTC what? Because if I join ROTC, does that mean ROTC is paying for my education? No. ROTC what? ROTC scholarships. Keyword scholarships. What else? And what? And grants, that's free money. Loans should not be your only option. Search for your scholarships, search for your grants. Again, that information is out there, you have to find it. So do not get caught up in loan debt. So how much would it cost? All right, so one is what you call billable costs and indirect costs. So most of the time when we think of college, we think of only tuition. So I heard someone mention North Carolina A&T. So since we all North Carolina A&T, how much does it cost to attend North Carolina A&T for one year? Does anyone know? That's your homework assignment. I heard someone mention MIT for colleges. How much does it cost to attend MIT for one year? You said around 70? How much does it cost to attend for one year? How much? 23000 Guess what? What did you just? Thank you so much. And we're going to talk about that. She didn't know at first, but what did you do? She Googled it. The same way she sat there in less than 30 seconds and gave me the answer, that's what you can do too. So when you say, I want to go to UVA, I want to go to Virginia Tech, Hampton University, William & Mary, the same time that you're saying that, you need to be able to say to your parents, how are we going to pay for it? Ask them that question. But you also need to be able to tell them how much it costs. Because you're saying, I want to go here, but you don't have no idea how much it costs. It may not be an obtainable goal for you. It may not be the right place for you. Not to say you can't, so please don't take it out of context. Everybody in here, I believe, can do whatever it is that they put their hearts to, heart to. But you also have to be sensible about it because we already said that most people take out what? Loans. You get that same education. So the analogy that I give, Norfolk State is about $20,000 a year. 
that is in our in-state. So 20 times four is $80,000, and I want to become a nurse, and they also have a nursing program. So first of all, I identified a school. That's the first thing I did, Norfolk State. Number two, I also told you how much it was going to cost, right? Okay, now I'm going to identify another school, Hampton University. They also have nursing. It's $177,000 for four years to finish HU. Both schools offer a nursing degree. So when I go to apply for this job at the hospital, they're not going to say, Susie, what school did you graduate from? They only want to know, have you passed the boards or the certification? Or are you a licensed, registered nurse that has done, met all the requirements? That's it. Are you a college graduate? No one is asking for the name of that institution. But a lot of times, we get caught up on the name. Don't get caught up on the name if you don't have a price tag to go along with it. And don't choose, don't choose a career. Mm, let me see if I say it right. Don't choose a career where you're making $50,000 and there's nothing wrong with that at all. But if I'm going to make $50,000, I don't want to have $200,000 in student loans. You understand what I'm saying? So you leave Hampton University, you have $177,000 worth of debt, but you only making $50,000 a year. How are you going to pay it off? How are you going to purchase a car? How are you going to purchase your house? Your paycheck will be going back to pay student loans. So think about that when you're choosing your intended major. Think about that when you're choosing what college you want to attend. Think about that when choosing, how am I going to pay for it? Yes. How many people know, so let's, how many, who knows what they want to do like when they get out of school? Give me, give me one. All right. Actually, I'm going to ask you, what you, what you, what you want to do? I want to become a cardiothoracic surgeon. Great. All right. So my next question will be like, how much does a cardiac, whatever you just said, make? <laughs> okay. How much? That's a good answer. But coming out of school, how many? How much? What's that salary? So if I'm not mistaken, she says she wanted to be a surgeon. So number one, you're gonna have to get an undergrad degree, probably in biology or pre-med. So that's four years of school depending on where you choose to go. Then you're going to obviously have to go to medical school. That's another four. And then you are specializing, because you said cardio, cardiothoracic surgeon. So you're specializing. That's additional time. And that is a great goal, and I believe that you can accomplish that goal, and I pray that you do, and I wish you the best of luck. But make sure that when you're choosing and anybody else, your career goals, like he asked the question, make sure you know how much school it requires. So I'm going to give the scenario, and I don't know if I told this story with Zora. Zora wanted to attend uh, FAMU. Zora Hart was set on pharmacy. Zora, as a high school senior, was a pharmacy technician. She was actually number one in the state of Virginia and went to Orlando to compete in, um, for pharmacology. She was the number one in the state. She went to FAMU, went to orientation, got an ID and a schedule. I looked at it, 
and I didn't see the money that they had promised. However, back in October, Tuskegee had already sent her a full ride. Me having wisdom, I went ahead and paid the $500 to secure that Tuskegee scholarship because things happen. Always have a plan A, a plan B, C, and D. Everything doesn't always go the way it's supposed to go. Always have a plan. Make a long story short, Tuskegee doesn't have pharmacy, but they have chemistry and they also have biology. So for the last two summers, freshman year and sophomore year, she's been spending her time at Howard University uh, College of Pharmacy Workforce Pipeline, where you actually shadow doctors and surgeons at the Howard University Hospital. You eat with them. You do rounds with them. Everything. First-hand exposure. Program is free, and they put you on the campus, and you stay in the dorm. She realized at that time, I no longer want to be a clinical pharmacist because she never wanted to be a retail. Retail pharmacists are your pharmacists that you see in Walgreens, CVS, and standing on their feet. She wanted to do the research and how diabetes affects African-Americans and the kidneys. But after she did that, she realized she no longer wanted to do that, and so she wants to be a nephrologist. We haven't wasted a time, any time. And the reason why we haven't wasted any time because she chose chemistry. So when you're choosing your degrees and when you're choosing your careers, make sure you do not limit yourself and allow the door to open up opportunities. So, yes, I want to be a doctor. That's great. So major in biology. I want to be a pharmacy. That's a pharmacist. Excuse me. That's great. Major in chemistry. And also with the American Chemical Society, you get more scholarships. With the National Science Foundation, you get scholarships. But if you put on that application, and I know because I tried, if you say pharmacy, use it when you start looking. They say if you're in the medical field and pharmacy, this does not apply to you. But if you say chemistry, you can get the money. If you say biology, you can get the money and you still can become that pharmacist or that doctor because they're changing the programs where it used to be pharmacy back in the day was four years. Then they changed it where they add two additional years where it's six. Now they're making the program seven or eight years. So but if you're going to spend that kind of time in school, you might as well go ahead and get your doctorate of pharmacy and, and, and get two degrees. So you have a degree in chemistry and you have a degree in doctorate of pharmacy. That makes you more what? Marketable. And sometimes things don't happen as planned. After year number five, we're like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I want a break. But if you're in that pharmacy program and you're in year number five and you don't finish, you don't have a degree. And all them loans you took out, are they coming for their money? Because six months after school, they want their money. Degree or not. All right, so I, I think I'm over time. So here's your billable cost tuition on campus room and board. What's room and board? Good job. That's where you sleep and that's how you eat. So it is 12.53. I am so sorry I went over. I do want to talk to you very quickly about the types of financial aid, which we talked about a little bit. Loans means that you have to pay it what? Back. Okay. Grants is free what? Money. Scholarships is free. Work study is not necessarily free money, but you don't have to pay it back. But this is what I want you to understand about work study. And this is what students don't understand. When you have work study and you have a balance. So let's say I did got the scholarship, but I am $2,500 short on what I need. 
they said we can give you work study to pay off the $2,500. Okay? So I go, example Zora, she works in a lab. She gets a check every two weeks for work study. That check goes to her. Now, Zora doesn't have a balance, but let's just say she had one. And she takes that check and she goes and cash it and go get her nails done and buy the lace front and the eyelashes and all, all the stuff that y'all like to do. If she hasn't paid off that $2,500, she has a balance. And so when she gets ready to enroll the next semester, they're going to put a hold on her account. So work study is great because it helps you pay off what you owe, but use it wisely. If you have a balance and they give you that check, take that check, cash it, and go take it back to the bursar's office and pay off your balance. Kids leave in December. Done parted when everybody homecoming, because you know homecoming in the fall. When everybody homecoming, right? They go home in December and they get a notice in the mail that they owe this institution $3,500. Now you don't worry your mom and daddy to fly you home or to drive you home. You don't ask them to beg them for the latest iPhone, Apple Watch, lace fronts, Air, Air, uh, AirPods. And you got a $3,500 balance. In order for you to go back, that balance has to be paid off. And I know, I'm going to say, well, what did you do with your work study money? Don't tell me that you ate it up at McDonald's. And now I got to find $3,500 to pay off this balance so that you can go back to school? So be careful when you think about work study loans, grants, and scholarships. So the key words that I want you to leave away today with, grants is free. Everybody say it. Grants is free. Scholarships is free. Thank you. Try to limit your loans. Try to limit your loans. If you have to take them out, do what you have to do, but limit them. But there are opportunities and things that you can do to get your loans uh, forgiven and repaid. Are there any questions? Thank you for listening to Financial Aid 101. How to Afford College and Achieve Your Dreams, Session 3, a professional development seminar featuring founder of Preparing for College 101, Renita Rich Bren. If you have enjoyed this presentation, be sure to attend the Bayer STEM Global Competitiveness Conference. For more information on how you, your company, or organization can take part, visit www.bea.com. Org. For college students, contact us at 410-244-7101.